What's your price to spend 24 hours with a book that contains everything ever said about you behind your back? Or to only communicate with relatives through interpretive dance for one year? Or to only wear Crocs for the rest of your life? Let's find out. Find out with us because it's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical, the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and stick that patty whack right where the tax lack. We're your hosts, and Ruben Corny. And Lindsay Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian Paula V. Gunalan. So kick off those Crocs. Lindsay, you wearing Crocs? Oh, I'm a one Croc shop. If you're just tuning in now, we're talking about clap sync, the industry term for everyone slapping limbs around everywhere to try and make audio work. It never works because there's always like a lag. Like there's always something. <laughs> and then you, for me, I like second guess myself and I'm like, wait, should I wait to clap? Because there's that moment. You are on the wrong show for second guessing yourself because we are going to make you first guess myself. <laughs> yeah. A lot of first guessing. Lindsay, what's your relationship with, with words today? My relationship with words today is not great. Words are very hard for me today. Fair enough. Pallavi, are you good with words today? How's your day been with words? Here's the thing. I have sleep apnea. And at a certain point in my tiredness, my brain fully shuts down. And then my brain is like a baby in that I like lose vocabulary words one by one. So right now I'm kind of like I'm a if you caught me like an hour after this, I would be fried. I'd be done. So we're we're catching you in the final hour. Yeah. In that in the sunset. I shouldn't say sunset hours. That's on ice. But like in the- <laughs> we're bringing the sponge dry. Exactly. Is that weird? To refer to you as a sponge? I don't, I don't know if we know each other well enough for me to be calling you a sponge, but... I mean, the only sponge I know is SpongeBob, and he's pretty chill, so... That's true. You're an interesting guest because you're a comedy writer, you're a stand-up comedian, and you're a biomedical engineer. You're like all these things. Yes, but I, I'm not, I haven't engineered anything in a minute. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I wanted to kind of understand the DNA of, your, of, of you as a human because it seems like there's so many sides of you. Yeah, I've had that like my whole life. I think I've gotten pulled in a bunch of different di- directions. I started out in biotech and biomedical engineering. I did like internships in like seventh grade and onwards. And then I did an undergrad. I did a master's. I worked in industry and biotech. And then I started my PhD when I started stand up. And then stand up and comedy kind of took over. And then three years into my PhD, I quit and that turned into a second master's. And then during the pandemic, I was part of a team that created a 501c3 nonprofit making open source medical devices. And I was co-executive director. And now I'm kind of like sort of stepping back from it a little, still love the the whole group and everything, but I have so much other work that I have to do right now. So I do that. And then I also like run a mutual aid kind of organization to tutor black students for free online. And so those are how I get like my STEM out. You know what I mean? Like just volunteer. And then all of my paid gigs are through comedy. (laughs) So like writing and stand up. So I've kind of like taken the pressure off of the technical stuff, which is so much more fun. That's really the opposite of most people's lives. That's how messed up the world is. (laughs) Yeah. It's like your your parents just tell their friends, it's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, don't worry about her so much. There's still comedy on the side to pay the bills no they actually they're like yeah yeah she also does uh this volunteer stuff though it's still technical so there's that like they nah. kind of like <laughs> yeah but my i mean my parents my dad is like he he'll tell everybody that i do stand up he's like chill with it so 
I think eventually, I think the main concern is they just want me to do what they want, like what every parent wants a kid to do. It's like buy a house. And it's like, none of us are buying houses now. What are you crazy? None of us are good before that. Not a thing. That's not a thing anymore. That's a thing of the past. That is a crazy ambition. <laughs> a house. That's like smoking on airplanes. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> buy houses. <laughs> I forgot that used to be a thing, huh? Do you remember that? Like growing up, of course you do. I don't know, whatever. But like having the cigarette ash dispenser on your armrest on airplanes. Yes. You remember that? And there was gum shoved in them. And in cars. I don't remember the cars. Oh, wait, kind of the cars one. Yeah. On the on like the armrest of cars, there was like a little button where you flop open. And the cigarette lighter in the car. Remember the cigarette lighter? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's still in like a lot of cars. But yeah, the airplane thing. Wow. Well, the cigarette lighter is in cars now <laughs> as a plug for charging. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, the cigarette ashtray on airplanes man that was a fun little thing to annoy your brother with when you're sitting next to him on the airplane i believe you i have no siblings but Lindsay might relate to this i anything you can annoy a sibling with i think is a useful thing how is your sibling older or younger he's older i'm actually going to his baby shower this weekend he's having oh my a baby. god cute i know i'm so excited is it his first one Yes, it's my first like direct aunt moment. Um, so I'm I'm really hyped. I went and visited them a couple weeks ago, and um, my brother and I helped build the crib. We put together oh the crib, God. and we like tested the car seats and stuff. And I was like, ah, I'm an auntie. I was like having a full moment. <laughs> that is so cute. I appreciate that you say aunt. By the way, I also say aunt, but I feel like a lot of people say aunt. Oh, it's the British English because the first people that I called my aunts were Indian, and that's that colonialism for you <laughs> well right all right because that's in indian families it's aunties are just uh, right isn't that the term is like not even your actual aunt but like yeah it's just like anybody of a certain generation above you um that's that's your auntie it's very endearing yeah. it's a very endearing term yeah i love it Lindsay, what do what do white texans call their relatives well it's... oh my god the timing <laughs> on that they call it dog bark. <laughs> they call it little dog bark. They go, she's having a very stressful evening. I don't understand what's going on. Incredible. All right. Here's the deal. Let's play this game. So we're doing human values or as the Italians call it, Lindsay. Human values. Oh, my God. Wow. Racist. Coming for POC Italian people. How dare you? <laughs> I heard Italians were on the table. No one is safe on this show. I'm sick of the woke mob coming for Italians. <laughs> <laughs> this is our stance, okay? The way this all works is that we're going to learn three questions today from Lensington Hicks, and she's going to tell us what's your price to do something. And it's not about just what your price is. It's the least amount. The least amount of money I'd be willing to be paid to do something. And the fun little garnish at the end of that meal, as we look at the mise en place of it all, is that we, as we reveal the answers, we're also going to show what the audience poll had to say. Oh. We tend to pick out two people and what they submitted, but on humanvaluespodcast.com, listeners can tell us their thoughts, the questions, and the polled answers. And it's just, listen, it's going to be a bun. It's going to be fun on it. Cool? Hell yeah. So this is special because you don't know the questions for today. I don't. We love a surprise question episode. I love it. What's your price to spend 24 hours with a book that contains everything ever said about you behind your back? This is okay. This is how much I would get paid to read this book. How much you would charge? How much I would charge to read this book? 
I go on Twitter every day and I can look in my mentions. <laughs> I'm doing that for free, you guys. I kind of want to know, like, so I could just look up specific people. I would pay to do that. I would pay. I would, pay. would you? Would you pay to spend 24 hours with it? Yeah, I would pay to see what some people said behind my back. And then I would pay a lot more for therapy after, I think. <laughs> see, I think I'm with you. I I rarely know so definitively so early on that I don't care about being paid for it because I would just do it for free. But also you don't have to read it. Yeah, I could just hold it. I could look up specific people. Like, I don't have to look at everyone who's ever seen like my social media or like even like people who vaguely in my life but I would love to see like what one of my exes said about me to his new person you know what I mean or like what mutual friends have told you know other people you know I would love to see that I would love to see what my parents say about me to each other no I don't actually I don't want to see that but no I don't want to see that I think that's the fear is if you open that do you really want to know what people say about you behind your back? This is a thousand percent toxic of me. Like I definitely should not be <laughs> okay. doing this. This is like me in my like base desire. This is like I'll pay to I'll pay to read it and I'll never tell anyone about it. Does that make sense? Oh, I thought you were being like cool and aloof. I thought you were like, nah, don't, it won't touch me. No, no, it will destroy me from within. But it's like <laughs> a thousand percent. And it's, you know, I, it's something that I'll never admit to anyone, except I will need like intense therapy to get over it. So I'm, I'm paying for that one. Like, I don't want to I don't have that much money. You don't have to pay. You can get paid. But it sounds like it's zero. I know, no, no. But I'm paying. Because <laughs> you want it so bad. You want this. Yeah. That's how messed up I am. You guys are like, you don't have to pay for it. And I'm like, I'll pay. <laughs> this, is how, this is how bad of a negotiator I am. I'm like, take my money. Give me the book. <laughs> have you ever gone to like um, an open like foreign market and like tried to barter? Oh my God, no. Because my mom will sit there and like argue, like not even in, like she's banned from a things remembered. Do you know like those places that engraved? Getting engraved, Yes. How did she get banned from a things remembered? Because she, she bought something like right at the register and it said no refunds. And then she bought it and then she immediately was like, but what if I want to like want a refund for it? And they were like, you can't do that. You read the sign. And she just got in an argument with them because she was like, but what if I don't want it? And then it was like a huge like yelling match. And I was like trying to pretend not to be the only brown girl in a things remembered in a mall in Utah. And like it did not work well. After that, I'm like, I'll pay for like, incon like, I just don't want to handle like, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to bargain or whatever. Like, it's not worth the time or the effort, unless it's like a crazy big thing, you know, like a car or a house or something. I'm like, I like, I'll just take it. I don't want to argue with you. By the way, I want to say, tell me if I'm misquoting this, a brown girl in a things remembered in a mall in Utah. Sounds like the greatest name for like, like a 2002 indie song. I literally was going to be like a Taylor Swift album if Taylor Swift was brown. But really, <laughs> but truly. Okay, wait. So speaking of toxic and insane, I think I would really be afraid of it. Like I, I, I think I wouldn't open it. I would, I would, I would do it for free. I would spend 24 hours with it. But then I start thinking about you guys. It's almost like, how could you not look? How could you not open it? A, just a crack. Lindsay, would you crack that slack? I have a whole process I've worked out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Don't pretend like crack that slack is a saying everybody says. What? I went to I went to Subway this morning and they were like, yeah, you want to crack that slack with a, with a, some avocado? And I was like, yeah. What does that mean? Crack 
crack some slack crack some slack okay we're gonna you guys hashtag crack some slack please get it trending yeah <laughs> it's a movement so i've been thinking about how i crack slack and i've got a little process i've worked out which is crack it up i first of all let me just say i don't know if you guys have ever done this but i used to have a little bit of a problem with social media mm. looking at oh no people i used to date and also people who used to date people i was dating Mm, got it i'm not the first person to do it i won't be the last i know it's a common thing it sounds like you're cursing everyone who's listening to this podcast you're like i shall not be the last we'll carry this on (laughs) and i didn't really think much of it i was just like whatever i'm just gonna see what so-and-so is doing you know what i mean but it hurt my feelings a little bit but it was a little bit of a high where I was like, ooh, yeah. ouch, ooh, feels, ooh, yeah, ouch, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's very masochistic of you. Yeah. It's a little masochistic. Are you an emotional masochist, Lindsay? Could be. Ooh, ooh. I don't like it. It's something I'm sorting through. I feel like I'm like that a thousand. I'm like that too. I, I'm a hundred percent like that. Like, I feel like some part of us is like, I miss the angst of our teenage years and how like deep everything cut. And we're just trying to get back to that. And then we do these crazy things. It's very toxic. (laughs) It's so toxic. But I also was like, well, that information exists. I need to know. It's something I'm curious about. I need to know. I'm learning. I'm growing. (laughs) I'm like stalking my ex's ex. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Like didn't have the mindset of like. Have you met one? Have you like gone out to find one and like befriended one of the ex's exes? Are you talking to me or Lindsay? If it's a weird question that's overly invasive, it's usually aimed at Lindsay. Oh, I, I will open. This is not invasive at all, but I have had my ex's ex be front row at a comedy show to see me. And then we talked about it while I was on stage. So. What? Ooh, that's really fun. Oh, it was so fun. It was so much fun. I was like, it was like a kink comedy show. And then I was doing jokes. And then I eventually was like, okay, my ex's ex is here. Let's talk about this. And then I was like, okay, on three, let's say what our ex's kink was, our shared ex. And I went one, two, three. And she went, not showering enough. And I went, not fucking me. (laughs) It was was fun. (laughs) Wow. What is the, I feel like I know the answer now. What's a kink comedy show? It's like we would do a set and then like mine was like temperature play. So they would like put ice on me or something. It was very like very tame, you know, just oh, like I a see. Silly so they're theme. doing little interstitial kinky things between sets. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Sorry, I interrupted you, Lindsay. Have you stalked an ex or an ex's ex or anything? Well, I've become friends with an ex's ex before, but it wasn't really on purpose. But I did know that that person had dated the person I had dated because I'm crazy. Oh, they didn't know you knew. Well, I don't think they knew how much I knew. (gasps) But here's the thing. I was talking to a therapist about it and I was like saying like, I did this, you know, I was looking at and she was like, you were what? And I was like, yeah, I was looking at. And she was like, why would you do that? And I was like, wait, how old is this therapist? Probably 53 or 54. They don't know what it's like. They don't know the access we have. It's true. But she did have a point. She said, there's something I like to call pain shopping, which Mm. is when you need a little hit of something to make you feel connected. Sometimes the way you feel connected is by finding a familiar pain and knowing where to go to get it. 
And I was like, I've been pain shopping and I didn't even know it. I didn't know that was a term, but I do that all the time. Right. All the time. Yeah. It's a very normal thing. I think a lot of us do it. But ever since then, I stopped. (gasps) She said something about the pain shopping thing. I stopped. I don't look at, I don't look at exes. I don't look at, I don't look at any of that stuff. Do you know what? Okay. Similar thing happened in a different part of my life. Well, similar part of my life, but like, uh, I was dealing with this fuck boy and I couldn't let him go. I just kept going back to him and I had all this shame and all of this like guilt about it. And then my therapist, I was like telling her, I was like, yeah, I hooked up with him again. Like, Oh, I know it's bad. And she was like, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just a neutral thing. And you'll get over it when you get over it. And then I immediately got over it because she said that take the power out of it. She took the power out of it. She identified it. Got rid of my shame, guilt, no spiral. It was great. Incredible. Maybe I'll stop pain shopping now now that I know what it is. Maybe you've passed this gift on to me. It has made my life so much better. Like I have so much less anxiety. That's wonderful. I bet you like read books and stuff now and like hobbies. I have so many different hobbies. I started (laughs) drawing. (laughs) Why'd you point to your eyes? You went drawing. Thank you. I was going to ask that too. That's the first thing everybody draws is like an eye. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, when I think of this book, this burn book of sorts, all about me. Ooh, way to take it full circle. Well, that's where that's why I went there because this feels to me like a little bit of pain shopping. It's pain shopping. That's why I was all in. You know what they say <laughs> in Al-Anon? What other people think of you is none of your business. Ooh, we are preaching today. <laughs> Can I tell you I was I was peeing this afternoon? Stick with me. Tell me more. <laughs> Wait, were you pain shopping cuz you might need to see a doctor about that? <laughs> no, no. I was peeing today and in my head i had a thought which is i'm not kidding i was as i was relieving myself Uh, i had a thought in my head which was nothing's ever about me Ooh, that's also true i mean the peeing was definitely about you and what you were drinking but no no, absolutely (laughs) oh there was listen it was a an antioxidant stream because i had we're talking so much about your pee right now i cannot believe how much we're talking about your pee yeah we got we me and Lindsay got deep and you were like let me take it a little bit deeper (laughs) excuse me i got deep i told you i as i was midstream i thought to myself nothing's about me and i was like right because anything people say when you offend them when you bother them if anything happens in this drama if you take a moment and think huh it's through the lens of they are processing their own reality and i happen to be uh in front of them as they're doing it and something i did triggered an internal process for them and it has nothing to do with me like if you say something that offends somebody and they say something nasty back to you if you stop for a moment and think huh they are insecure about blank and what i said triggered that this is a, a tumultuous painful spot for them it has nothing to do with me it's very easy to not take their retaliation personally and let and do conflict resolution pretty quickly after that well also taking responsibility for things you may have done. you know what i mean like there's an interaction that happens between people that i do think is valuable but i think that other people's opinions of you and things they say about you when you're not around may not actually be as much about like it says more about them that they're talking about you behind your back than it does about you guys this feels like less of a podcast and more of a specific intervention for me based on the first question (laughs) and both of your like enlightenment towards it well yeah that's that's mostly the goal that's mostly the goal is we want you crying by the end of this i needed this today because these are all things these are all things that i know that that live in my brain but are so easy to forget where yeah. suddenly I'm like freaking out because my friends went to a show and didn't invite me. And suddenly I'm like, I'm ostracized from the community. I'm done. 
That is so funny. I feel the same way. I'm like, but, (laughs) but even for me, for me, it won't even be a specific event that everybody goes to. It'll just be, it'll hit me midday. And I'm like, why does no one love me? Why did no one call talk to me today? <laughs> like it's not even like an <laughs> exactly. organized event. I'm just like I felt like feeling that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, in the middle of the day, if you need positive affirmations, just hop on our show. Aww. Do a quickie with us. Just do a quick, quick two minutes with us. Quick affirmation. Hell yeah. That'd be a great podcast too. Listen, <laughs> I think it's pretty clear all of us, our prices are $0. We'd all be happy to have this book for 24 hours with us, right? Like, I think we have a number. Well, Lindsay, I don't know. Lindsay, feel, I feel like she's on the other side of the spectrum to me. <laughs> or sorry, you're not $0 though, because it's a negative value. For me? Yeah. I'm paying Aaron zero and Lindsay's like, you can't pay me to do this. <laughs> well, if I had it, I, I think I would be very tempted to read it just because just out of curiosity, like there would be a couple of people that I would be like, I don't want to know what that bitch had to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like for the most, like, I would not want to know what my parents say. I probably already know. I would not want to know what like people I actually genuinely care about on the off chance that they said something that might hurt my, like some tiny thing that might hurt my feelings forever. Like I wouldn't, I don't want to know that. That's how I, that's how I become a demolished person. That just reminded me, um, do you know what eidetic memory is? It's like photographic memory. It's what people think of when they think of photographic memory. Mm -hmm. There are a few people in the world who have that eidetic memory and it's really, really difficult for them to like hold down like jobs or have relationships or things like that because they remember every single bad thing. Like they remember everything like it just happened, including all the bad stuff. So it's like hard for them to let it go. It just reminds me of that. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I love being dumb. Oh my God. I'm so glad I forgot so many things. I said that before where I'm like, oh, remember when that bad thing happened? I don't. I forgot it. And it's great. And my friend's like, that's PTSD. And I'm like, let's talk about this later. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just, I for one, I'm glad Lindsay doesn't have it because I say a lot of dumb shit and I'm glad she doesn't carry it with her throughout her day. You don't listen to this podcast right after you record it. (laughs) It's the only way I can fall asleep at night is listen to our voices. Okay. So Lindsay, bring it on home. Do you have a number? Just for the stress of knowing that that information is there for 24 hours, like I wouldn't sleep that well that night. I would have to like be processing what it meant for me for probably many years to come. Like there's no way what is in there is going to make my life better because nobody says it behind your back if it's like a glowing nice thing like behind your back has a very negative connotation in and of itself you are kicking this can so far away <laughs> that we can't even see it anymore Lindsay. i'm just thinking of the therapy and for for like basically i'm just going to try to allow for like five years of therapy after this just to, for maintenance a general maintenance so i'm gonna say twenty thousand dollars dang all right so far i'm losing money are you a negative or are you going to sit in the zero with me and just do it for free? No, I'm doing negative. I said it. I'm sticking by it. What's your number? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would pay like, it would be like something I could afford, uh, probably like a hundred bucks. So you, so it's negative a hundred for you, zero for me and 20,000 for Lindsay. Okay. Who do we want to hear about first? Do we want to listen, uh, hear about Tiffany's number or Drew's number? Tiffany. Tiffany put half a million dollars and wrote, I don't think this should exist as some things are left better unheard. Tiffany on that Lindsay vibe. Yeah. But Drew, Drew's put in 50 bucks and said, I think people would pay for this book. There you go. Drew, I don't know what you mean. Drew's toxic with me. (laughs) All right. Talking about odd ways to communicate, be heard, be seen, etc. Lindsay, do you want to do a little shuffle Sally sideways down, down to downtown town? How could I say no to something like that? Yeah, I do. 
What's your price to only communicate with relatives through interpretive dance for one year? For one year. So only relatives. For one year. And relatives. So people that are related, like your family. What is interpretive dance? Like what is, what, what qualifies? Like, yeah. What qualifies as interpretive dance? Here, hold on. Let's, let's go to Dr. Wikipedia. Okay. Wikipedia defines interpretive dance as a family of modern dance that started around 1900 and it is translating human emotions, conditions, situations, and fantasies into movement. And this is all the stuff we know. This is nothing new. It often includes <laughs> grandiloquent movements of the arms, turns and drops to the floor. It is frequently enhanced by lavish costumes, ribbons, or spandex bodysuits. See also dance improv, free dance, and lyrical dance. Okay, here's the thing. What is the thing? I would be fine doing this um, because I think it would be funny and also i think it i think it would reach it would like make you closer actually with your family because you don't have language to speak to them too so they'd have to like interpret your dance right like your body movements the only thing is my brother's having a baby and i want to be able to communicate with the baby like does that you know what i mean like I, i still get to hold the baby right yeah, it's just if you want to tell him I'm proud of you, you have to do the worm. Oh, that's the hardest thing. Okay, that's raising the price because I'm going to want to baby talk to the baby. Well, you do it through interpretive dance. But I I like I verbally baby talk to like animals and kids and you know what I mean? Like it would be so hard to get me to stop. So I'm going to say this is just because of that baby, it's going to cost like so much. I'm going to say it's going to cost like $200,000. All right, let's do this. Let's mark your sticker price there. Let's pin it, pin it to win it, and let's take a little bit of yarn, throw it on a loom, lap it on over, and make a little blanket of thought and hand it to Lindsay. Lindsay, <laughs> wrap yourself up in the thinking blanket. It's time to think your thoughts. I love this. Where are they? How do they feel? And are they nice and warm? Okay, I'm going to put this thinking blanket. Oh, and it's got a light scent of lilac or mm. rosemary or sage. You choose. Mm, I pick all. Talking to my relatives, I don't talk to, I mean, I talk to them, my mom on the phone relatively often and my brother, I guess. And my sister is, cl- I'm close with my sister. It'd be very hard to not talk to her. She lives in LA. It would be a real bummer to not be able to like, because I feel like even if you're interpretive dancing, they're not getting the whole story. They may be understanding the emotion and some of like the basic details of what has happened, but you know, they're not getting all of the the deep details that maybe they need. Also, if like, I need my sister to pick me up from the doctor, telling her an address in interpretive dance is just not something I feel physically able to do. But what if you got so good at interpretive dance, you are able to, and then you're like, now I, now after this year is over, I am better. I'm closer with my friends because I had to ask them to pick me up from the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm closer with my sister because she had to figure out what the fuck I was interpretive dancing. And now I know how to interpretive dance. Yeah, true. And I bet it would be a little bit like a version of charades, you know? Yeah. Like a poetic charades a little bit, which I think could be fun. Yeah, they'd have to like learn how to communicate, like how to ask the right question. I have a really dumb proposal. Can we do a few seconds of interpretive dance conversation, which no one will hear and will be the only ones to carry that with us in life? Okay. Aaron, why don't you interpretive dance something to us and we will try to guess what you're saying. Oh, so it's like charades. Yeah, but but it's interpretive dance. I'm going to pretend that you guys are my relative and I'm trying to communicate to you something. All right. I know what I have to tell. I know what I'm going to be trying to tell you. Okay. I can't wait. 
heart, your heart, you love, you're a butterfly. You're a butter, you're waking, you're fisting. Fisting. You're fisting. Birth, birth, you feel reborn. You are a butterfly, you're you're pooping. Oh, you have constipated. You're pooping in a boat. Yes, I'm, it was poop. That's right. Oh my goodness. It was, I need to poo. So one of you said I'm constipated and the other one, I mean, I don't, I don't have to poo, but I wanted to do a fist through a hole in my hand and see what you guys did with that. So thank you. Damn, we both mm. went fisting before we went shitting. So that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know what we do with that. I honestly would be more shocked for you to bring up pooping than I would for you to be fisting. He did just spend some time on peeing. Yeah, we <laughs> so. did go into the pee, which was honestly bizarre. So you're telling me that it would have made more sense to you if on air, on our fucking publicly broadcast show i mind to you that i want to fist to a relative yeah you had already brought up pee and i just didn't think you'd bring up pee and poop in the same episode so you thought that the thing i would convey to a relative through interpretive dance is that i want to do fisting yeah Yeah. yes what the fuck is wrong with you guys i've met your mom (laughs) you know she'd love to talk about something like that oh god you know what the worst part is is now that you've said that you know you're getting a text from her as soon as she hears this episode about this (laughs) your mom listens to your podcast oh yeah oh my god she's a big fan i'm jewish oh okay so i'm gonna say sixty thousand dollars i don't mind it that much my mother already asks me to dance when she wants me to my father knows i'm insane um my 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 extended family all either know i'm insane or love that i'm insane yeah everyone in my family knows i'm weird yeah it'd be fine 60 grand sure hundred fifty thousand dollars. oh wow mine was the highest i feel like i need to raise it raise it what you got i'm gonna save four hundred thousand dollars i'm changing it because of the baby it's the baby see i don't have a baby on the way in the family yeah it might be even 500 i don't know but it's the baby. I love this baby. I honestly, if I had if I had a little niece or nephew coming, I would have a much higher price as well. Yeah. All right. So I think we got numbers there. Do we want to see what the listeners had to say? Do we want to hear about Pierce or? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? There's no way this isn't a joke. Do we want to hear about Pierce or Bronson? Oh, no. Come on. I'm sure Rob intentionally put them in that order for the joke. Rob, go laugh your life. Pierce. Let's do Pierce. Rob's parents, I just, I spent Thanksgiving with our producer, Rob's family, by the way, and his parents said that they love whenever their son is mentioned on air. Oh, that's cute. Can we each say something about Rob real fast? Rob's a person. He produces the show. Rob is a little sweet hockey boy, and he's also smart. I got an email from Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Do we want to hear about Pierce or Bronson? Pierce. Pierce put a million buckaroo billies and said, I just moved back in with my parents after college. I'm pretty sure they would commit me to an insane asylum after a week. Yeah, that's fair. If you're living with them, then like. Yeah, that would make it really hard if you lived with them. Oh, that would be really tough. Yeah. And then grab your tissues, ladies. Bronson wrote $2,000. I don't see my family that often, usually around the holidays, but I can skip one year. Oh, Bronson. 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 We're your family now, buddy. Poor Bronson. (laughs) You danced your way into our hearts. Oh. (laughs) Speaking of our dancing your way into our hearts, quick PSA. We love all you guys listening. Thank you all. We always do this in the show real quick because we just tell everyone. Just thanks for all the crazy questions you guys send in, all the crazy answers you guys give us, all the crazy dollar amounts you guys tell us. It's just, it's crazy. And if Lindsay could summarize her feelings about you, our listeners, in two words, they would be. SpongeBob SquarePants. 
And we really mean that from the bottom <laughs> of our heart. So if you want to just spread the word, just share, rate, review the podcast. And as Pallavi always says, you eat pie, you're gonna shit pie. Ooh, love it. That's really smart. All right. On to question three. Lindsay, grab that baseball, throw it on a wiffle ball stand, hit it out of the park, and bark, bark, bark. Oh, okay. Sure. Oh, is this a fan submission? Yeah, this is a submission. So this one's from Luke B.R. Coughlin. And the question is, what's your price to only wear Crocs for the rest of your life? Wait, that sounds awesome. (laughs) All right. I have the worst taste. You might be our first guest ever who has a negative number (laughs) (laughs) in the end for the total. I kind of want to be. Do you know about all the different kinds of Crocs? There are other Crocs, like tennis shoe Crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stylish Crocs. Because I have friends who are mentally ill who love Crocs. and (laughs) I'm only saying that because they're like obsessed with Crocs and like the little Croc, like, don't they have like jewelry things that you can put on? The charms, the little Croc charms. charms. First of all, having friends that are mentally ill is literally our whole generation. So that's kind of. I mean, that's me for sure. That's why I can say it, guys. I can say it. No, millennials, we are broken. We're like mentally ill Neils. <laughs> well, we're just acknowledging it and nobody else was acknowledging it. I tr- Everyone's like the numbers of people who are mentally ill are the highest than ever. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're not. The numbers aren't higher, but the people that are talking about it and being open about it are higher. That's like the that left-handed chart, like how the numbers increased once people started talking about it. Yeah. The left-handedness. Okay, wait. Okay, Crocs. What are your feelings about Crocs? Would you wear Crocs? I think they're fun. I've worn them in college. Like they were my painting shoes in college and like for, for art projects and stuff. Um, I feel like more people should wear Crocs because they seem comfortable from what I remember. Right? I think they're very, I think there's a chance that Crocs are really good for your feet. I have no idea if that's true. Well, they're just squishy little things that are squishing around your, your, where you're fishing. The other thing though, is that I don't like that they're, I couldn't use them for everything because they are porous, right? Like they have the holes in them. And I like, I feel like when I walk my dogs, like sometimes I'm like, I'm in Hollywood. There's weird stuff on the ground. I need closed toed shoes. I need something. Oh, they've got a croc for that. Okay. They have winter crocs. I'm looking this up right now. Hold on. We're opening up the Crocs website. Everyone open it up. Oh, my goodness. They got like a little fur on top. Oh, yeah. They got some cozy shit. Wait, but these all still have the little hole. Hold on. I've got to see the closed toad. Do you see the classic lined Neo Puff boot? Oh, wait. Do you see that they're 50% off right now because it's Cyber Monday? Are you guys literally sponsored by Crocs? What the fuck is happening? I'm just really <laughs> shopping Crocs right now. I have, I'm so curious about it. They have a full clog. Wait, they have a cereal line. Do you see the cereal line? They have a Trix Croc, a Honey Nut Cheerios Croc, and a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Croc. I have not seen this. Was, was there a time when Crocs almost went out of business and then they had like a... Oh, probably. They had like a resurgence. Wait, do you see that Jonathan Van Ness is posing with Crocs on the, their homepage? Not surprised. I don't see that, but I do love that. Oh God, these these Crocs with the, the wool lining are really nice. Crocs with the fur. Wow. Looking at her... <laughs> Oh, they're called gibbets charms. I hate that word. That's awful. Gibbets charms are what they put in the croc. They have socks too. Croc socks. There's weed crocs. Wait, crocs at work for hospitality. Oh, that is a closed-toed Sandy right there. 
Oh my goodness, there it is. Yeah, but can you run in a in a croc? What if I wanted to do a little running? There's croc tennis shoes. I was going to buy them recently. You're literally just promoting crocs all this episode now, guys. You're just like, there's a croc for everything. <laughs> there's a croc for everything. $1.5 million. $1.5 million because there's some events where it won't be appropriate to be wearing crocs and I'll be ashamed. They could hurt me professionally if I'm wearing crocs at the wrong event. I think over time I'm going to want to live a better life. And if I was able to get a decent house in L.A., 1.5 won't get me it, but it'll get me a decent enough one that I can feel okay about it. One five, one seven five. I'm say one point seven five. Wait, so this means like if I get an acting job, then like I have to wear Crocs as the You're character. You're wearing Crocs. You're wearing Crocs as the character. Then I have to estimate what my income would be as an actor. It's not going to hurt your career. I feel like it would though, because like you build up, right? Like say I book a commercial and then I'm just like a nobody who's like I have to wear Crocs in this Skechers commercial. Then like what if? What if I lose out on that money? That's real. That's real. That's really real. So I would have to, I would say millions of dollars now because like, what if I'm, what if I'm playing uh, some role that like, what if my dream pilot got picked up and in it, I, I'm not a croc wearing character. And like, then I, what if I don't get to do it anymore? Yeah. But what if I'm just gonna spin that right back on you? Like a gibbet? What if you're doing it and they're like, wow, she is committed to those shoes. And I want to hire an actor who is committed to their feet. I feel like they might just commit me. That's a very funny play of words. Yep. I'm with you. That was <laughs> funny. You. That was very funny. Lindsay, give a funny point. <laughs> I don't have a funny point. No, no. I was asking you to award a funny point. Oh, can I have a, a you, you're awarding me a funny point because I have, I made a funny. Anyone listening should know that it is very late at night that we're doing this episode and we are all falling apart for you to make you guys laugh. So you're welcome. We each get a funny point. I feel like we, we deserve it. <laughs> we deserve it. We work so hard. <laughs> we work so hard. We each spend at least six minutes on a Crocs website and I feel like. That's our earning it. I might order them because of this podcast. Like you guys should really be sponsored by Crocs. I don't understand why you're not. Yeah, we might we might need to work on that. Wait, wait. All right. So Pallavi, what's your price? What do you think I could earn as an actor? I'm going to say, or, or like, what would I need? I don't think it's relevant. I, I feel like it is. I'm going to say, here's the thing. I'm just going to say $7 million because I don't know what I would miss out on. And I want to bet on myself, but also I don't need that much like i would just redistribute everything after like a house you're making it hard for us to get sponsored by crocs because our guest just said they need seven million dollars because of how much their their shoe line would derail her career so thank you for doing that yeah that's one way of looking at it any shoe line <laughs> if it was if it was any shoe line if it was adidas if it was manolo balonic no no it is not any shoe line it is not the same as adidas for life it's worse because I could run in Adidas. Yeah, you could run <laughs> in Adidas. It is worse than Adidas. That is their saying. Yeah. That's their, their, <laughs> their slogan. slogan. Crocs, worse than Adidas. Okay. So seven million. I'm going to say seven million. <sighs> what did I say? I said one five million. One point five. Yeah. No, I said one seven five. I said well, then I upped it to one seven five. Okay. Lindsay, where do you live? I really don't like Crocs. I know that they're trendy right now. And I feel like it's a very 
elder millennial thing of me to not be into Crocs, but I've really seen some shit when it comes to Crocs. You know what I mean? I'm from the South. They're all wearing camouflage Crocs. The scariest people you know are wearing camouflage Crocs. Like, oh my God, it's a thing. It's a real thing. They don't have gibbets, right? In their Crocs. Oh, if you say gibbet to them, you will catch hands. (laughs) What does that mean? That means they'll hit you. They'll hit you. No, I know what patch hands means. I'm saying, what could gibbets mean? I didn't know. I thought that word meant groping. So I thought you were like, you know, if you're brunching gibbets, you are going to get felt up. And I was like, what does that mean? I'm going to fucking feel you up, bro. Like, I'm going to feel you up so hard. (laughs) If you talk about croc charms to me. (laughs) I'm fondling your balls, dude. Come at me one more time, bro. (laughs) They're like the verbal affirmation that you're going, you're about to molest someone is <laughs> very strange oh god all right Lindsay, do you have a number yeah i'm gonna say for the rest of my life there's upsides and downsides but the downsides are worse than the upsides i'm gonna say five million dollars wow i have a follow-up question then do you guys want to hear about ariel's answer or dave's answer dave dave said 20 grand wrote crocs are super comfy so i don't see the big deal about this i would have a large collection of different colored crocs for different occasions practical dave practical Practical dave Dave. now ariel said 750 grand and wrote first off i need money to relocate somewhere warmer i'm not living in a chicago winter with just crocs good point good point Mm -hmm. secondly i'm not married yet but i don't think crocs have come up with something for a bride to wear oh bride crocs see If you're Indian on the dais, I think you don't wear shoes, so it's fine. Ooh, and if you're Jewish, then when you step on the glass at the end of your wedding, that is going right through your shoe. You got to wrap it in a crock instead of that (laughs) cloth. You have to have a crock cloth. (laughs) So the plastic takes it out. Uh, Our cultures have weird rules with feet and weddings. Lindsay, I don't know if yours does. Yeah, what do Texans do? (laughs) Tennis shoes, whatever, wherever. Clearly Crocs, right? A lot of Crocs. There's going to be a lot of Crocs at a Texas wedding. But don't mention it or you're getting groped. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsington, you want to talk about what each of us costs to do all the stuff today? I do. I do. The person who asked for the most money today was Pallavi at $7,399,900. It's the Crocs. Adding a minus in there really makes the math real weird. I love math, and that's why I did it this way. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I come on a podcast, I like maybe we'll do a little bit of math because I'm just pro-math. I like that about you. It's my number one defining factor. (laughs) It's a language we all share, math. And then next, the middle was me at 5.1 million. And then the lowest, Aaron, was you. At $1,810,000. You cheap bitch. What can I say? <laughs> you ladies have got diamonds on the soles of your Crocs. It's true. These these gibbets are made of gold. Ooh, golden gibbets. <laughs> I've got a golden gibbet. Ooh. <laughs> I've got a golden gibbet on my Croc. Ooh. 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 <laughs> It was wonderful having you on to Croc Talk today. We learned a lot about you. Thank you so much for having me on Croc Talk. I love this podcast, Croc Talk. If people want to know everything there is to know about you, learn more about you, consume more about you, and just really get as invasive in your life as you'll permit, 
what can they do? Date me. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you could. I don't know. <laughs> you could try. Good luck. It's the beginning of our new process. We're going to start setting up our guests with our listeners. Yeah, it's a whole new show. It's a service. It's a service we do. <laughs> a cervix service. Okay, Ooh. I'm done. I'm Pallavi Ganalan everywhere. P-A-L-L-A-V-I-G-U-N-A-L-A-N. And I also have a podcast called City Council. And I spelled council like counselor, like getting counseling instead of what people think it is. Because I thought I was clever at the time. <laughs> I think it's clever. Thank you. It's still clever. It holds up. Oh, it holds up. <laughs> it was a delight, a pleasure, an honor, a surprise, and Lindsay? Joy? I couldn't remember if you said joy already. And so I was really questioning it. I don't know. But it really was fun. I'm so, so happy that you got to come hang out with us. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. I really I enjoyed it. And now I know that I do have a price on things and that I surprise myself and that I would pay for very negative things in my life. And that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> We always like to ask a quick parting word from our guest. Do you have a piece of advice for Lindsay or for me? Not for both of us. One of us you get to give a piece of advice to and then you get to go. Lindsay, register voters. <gasps> Good one. I will. You're in Texas. Do that. Listener, you heard an episode of a podcast. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that if I asked Paula V to marry me, she would say yes or no? I don't know. I want to ask her first. Okay, you ask her first, and then and then I'll ask her too. No, I'm scared of rejection and pain. Me too. You know who doesn't give us pain or reject us is you, the listener. And we love that. We love that for us. We love that for you. And we love how you guys all play along. If you want to join in the fun, run as fast as you can to your nearest browser and let us know your worth. We're always putting up new questions and polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. While you're there, help us be lazy. Share your own crazy what's your price questions. Again, over at humanvaluespodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode or if you just like the little show we do be making, please spread the word. We appreciate it more than we could say with words in English, which is our first language, to throw a little extra love our way please for the love of sarah mclaughlin leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app and i don't know leave a rating while you're there if you really like us and maybe we'll choose you for a shout out i'm gonna rate you Lindsay, and i rate you uh 5.1 stars oh thank you you're welcome that's out of five by the way it's a little special point one mm. speaking of thanks thank you all for listening we're your hosts Lindsay hicks and aaron rubin corny Special thanks to our guest this week, Paula V. Gunalan. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brook and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims. Our engineer is Jason Portizo. And our music is by the beautiful Omer Benzve. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values host, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human Values is a human content production. Good job.